Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and I'm glad to be with you. This is an exciting podcast today because we're going to look at the father and mother of our faith. They are the most uh, recognized, I would say, most famous uh, couple that we have within Christianity and within Judaism. An amazing um spiritual father and mother, if you will, if, if we could say that. Uh, so we're going to look a little bit into who they are, because really the Torah portions uh, in Genesis are surrounding really Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is where the, the, the chapters in Genesis find a crescendo, so to speak, in terms of redemption and hope. It all begins with Abraham and Sarah. So Keep in mind that as we uh, discuss these passages today, that this is a midrash. It's not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. And I reserve the right to change my mind and my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of Messiah. So with that being stated, let me jump into Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 through 3. This is uh, from the Tanakh, the JPS edition uh, Tanakh. So it says this. Listen to me, you who pursue justice, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock you were hewn from, to the quarry you were dug from. Look back to Abraham, your father, to Sarah, who brought you forth, for he was only one when I called him, but I blessed him and made him many. That's an amazing passage. And I want you to think about this. When it says, listen to me, you who pursue justice, you who seek the Lord. What is that in reference to? Who is the you here? Is it a reference to Jews only? Or are the Gentiles also comprehended in this passage? I want to posit the idea that when it says you, it's a reference to any and all who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's a reference to both Jewish believers and Gentile believers. In fact, in Genesis chapter 17, verses 4 through 7, from the same translation, uh, God is speaking to Abraham. He says, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations, and you shall no longer be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I make you the father of of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fertile and make nations of you and kings shall come forth from you. I will maintain my covenant between me and you and your offspring to come as an everlasting covenant through the ages to be God to you and to your offspring to come. 
So the first thing I want us to note in this passage is that God promises Abraham that he'll be the father of many nations, that many nations will come forth from him. And, and I want to say that I know there are sages that that um, uh, take the position that it's simply a reference to the 12 tribes of Israel, but I don't think that does uh, uh, this passage justice. I don't think God's saying you're going to be the father of many tiny, little, small tribes called the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, when you think about it, 17 million people today, 17 million Jewish people today, uh, that's not a very large number. And that doesn't comprise, you know, a whole lot of nations when you think about it. In fact, Israel is relatively small compared to the majority of the nations today. And so when God says, I'm going to make you, Abraham, the father of many nations, I think that it's bigger than just the 12 tribes of Israel. I think he's referring to the fact that from Abraham will come forth many, many groups of people that identify with Abraham and Sarah. And these two will be connected to the Jewish people uh, uh, via the covenant that God has made and offered, not only to Abraham, but through Abraham to the nations. That's that's the first uh, part of the covenant that's made with Abraham in chapter 12 of Genesis. That, that God would bless Abraham and his descendants, and through his descendants, God would also bless, in the same way, with the same blessings, the nations. So somehow, through Israel, the nations too will be blessed. And so this is the, the ongoing development of what is being promised uh, to Abraham and to Sarah. This is what we've been reading about in our Torah portions over the last several weeks. So this idea of many nations, I, I think that it finds its fullness in what we call the mystery of the Gentiles, who, who through Abraham would believe in his God. In this sense, these Gentiles who believed like Abraham believed, uh, they too would be counted as Abraham's offspring. Why? Because they believed like Abraham. In fact, they were informed by Abraham of his God. And through Abraham's faith, they were inspired to put their faith in this same God. Therefore, they could be considered Abraham's spiritual offspring and joint heirs with his physical descendants, the Jewish people. So this idea that God is the God of all flesh and not just the God of the Jews, it's an old idea. It goes all the way back to the Tanakh. In fact, Jeremiah the prophet makes this point in his writings that God is not only the God, the God of the Jews. He's not only the God of Israel. He's the God of all flesh. So keep in mind that Abraham was not Jewish. He was actually a pagan goy from Ur of Chaldee. That's right. He was a Gentile and a pagan one at that. And God promised him. God called him out from his family to journey with him, to pursue him in the desert. And God promised him that he would make Abraham, this Gentile, this Goy, he would make him the father of many, many Jewish and Gentile people groups. Abraham believed God. Think about this. The text says, and I believe it's in Genesis 15, that Abraham believed God and as a result gained the merit of God's blessings. That would include salvation, by the way. In fact, that's the big... That's the biggest of all the blessings. But the text says specifically in the JPS Tanakh version that, that Abraham believed God. And, and because he believed God, um, 
it counted as merit before God. It was it was it, it resulted in in gaining the merit of God's blessing. And how did he do that again? How did he gain the merit of these blessings of God? By faith, not by works. By faith, not by ethnic standing or ethnic status. No, by faith and faith alone. And when did this occur? When did Abraham gain the blessings of God? It was before he was circumcised. It was when he was still a goy, when he was a Gentile. It was then that he gained the blessings of God through faith and not by works. He was circumcised much later and became the father of all those who would be circumcised. So in this sense, Abraham could be the father of both the Jewish people and the father of the Gentiles who believe, just like he did. Thus, he becomes the father of the Jews and the Gentiles who have faith in the God who created all things seen and unseen. Therefore, one can say with absolute conviction that Abraham is the father of all Jewish believers and the father of all Gentile believers, that in Abraham, we come together and are united. This is an amazing mystery of our faith. Think about this. The number of all the Gentile believers among the nations of our world today who believe in the God of Abraham and Sarah tally up to about 1.2 billion people. That's huge. Think of the ramifications of that. Think of the significance of 1.2 billion believers in the God of Abraham and Sarah. And here's the point I want to make today. If Christianity, inspired by Isaiah 51, would look back to the roots of their faith, back to their father and mother, their spiritual father and mother, Abraham and Sarah, and come back to the roots of their faith, Abraham and Sarah, and allow Abraham and Sarah and the stories about them and the covenants made to them to be the framework for their faith. Can you imagine what that would do? It would bring incredible life into Christianity. It, it, more more than ever before it would it would just it would just help christianity move forward in such beautiful ways 1.2 billion people connecting with and blessing abraham and blessing the jewish people blessing israel connecting with them understanding that they are joint heirs with them in the promises that the god of abraham and sarah made it's huge It's huge. And then if Islam could reform itself, coming back to the framework of who Abraham and Sarah are and and the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and allow that to be the framework of their faith as well, it would bring so much healing and peace to this world. It's amazing in every way. So I want to leave you with, with those ideas. I want to encourage you whether you're a Jewish believer, a Gentile believer, whether you're, you're, you're um, an adherent to Islam and looking into uh, the phenomenon of Abraham and Sarah, I want to encourage you to come back to the roots of your faith and to look afresh at Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob, the history of the blessings of God coming down through them and through them to the world that we live in 
and to allow that to be a uniting effort, to allow that to, to be something that pulls us all together in peace and harmony as we bless one another as we bless Abraham and Sarah. This is an amazing opportunity. I'd encourage you to pray towards this end. And, uh, and, and I just leave with that. That, that, that is an amazing Torah portion uh, that we've been reading the last couple of weeks about Abraham and Sarah, the father and mother of us all. May you be inspired by this today. We love you. We bless you. And we bless the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Jesus' name. That concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially. Share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.